Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Raiders hold on to win in overtime in a winner-take-all matchup against the L.A. Chargers last night. 35-32, Justin Herbert. 64 pass attempts in the game. Let me ask you this, not, not to nitpick, but wouldn't you say that there's never been an NFL game ever that was less than a winner-takes-all? Take, because a tie meant both of them would have won. That's true. I mean, this was the ultimate. <laughs> this is not a winner take all. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and I think that's a noteworthy thing. And let's start at the end, kind of like a Tarantino movie, and we'll work our way backwards. <laughs> what a situation where the Steelers, the Colts were like, oh, they're favored by 16. And then it was dropping and dropping. And we had, and listen, I'm not going to make a, I'm going to a few times in this hour talk about our perfect 5 0 in the Super Contest, but not just to instruct other things, not to make a point of it. All right, AJ? It's just going to be coincidental with the various sure. five or so times I mentioned the 5 0 throughout the show, and then tomorrow and the next day. But <laughs> it was a situation where Pittsburgh wins. A tight game. I mean, it would have been a fitting end for Big Ben to end his career, hobbled, no doubt, by age. But to beat the Browns and then to beat the Ravens, gutsy games each of them. End of the game, kind of heroics, kind of heroic for someone who's limping around. It's almost like I don't want them to play Kansas City, but, <laughs> but I was so excited. But then to think all that has to happen is the Raiders and Chargers don't tie. I don't mean tie and go to overtime. I mean tie at the end of the game. And what we had one tie this year, right? That's it. And it was Pittsburgh. So of 200, well, I guess there's more than 256 now because there's 17 weeks. But whatever that 280-some number is, it's like, wow, that's pretty good odds. But then you think about it, we were all talking about the chance of a tie being meaningful so, Mackenzie, maybe you'll have the updated numbers. We had them last week. Typically, here in Vegas, you can bet any NFL game, and the tie at the end pays 150 to 1. Circa is the name of the sports book that offers that, and others do too. Now, this is amazing. 150 to 1 was the normal odds. Will this game end in a tie? So, this season, if you had bet every game, well, there was over 256 games, one tie. You know, you can see 150 to 1 is not any great odds, right? Sure. The day before the game, the odds were 60 to 1. Now, when you say close, don't give me the number because I got it, but what, what time is close? Right before the game itself? Yes, right before kickoff. Okay, so are you able to see what the adjustment was as the Colts won the game? Because my understanding was it didn't matter if they tied unless the Colts lost, right? So really, that sixty to one was saying we're adjusting this drastically just because there's a chance it could happen. Sure. And then once the Colts lost, it was like okay, now it is actually pertinent, and because if the Colts had won, it didn't matter. Ty wasn't going to help them. And then it wasn't going to help them either if Pittsburgh hadn't won. So it was going to take three things. It was going to take the Colts losing, which was a big long shot. It was going to take Pittsburgh winning, which was a a small long shot. They were dogs. And then a tie in the game itself. And all those had to happen for it to matter. And 60-1 to was a big adjustment. 
And then after the Colts lost to the Ste- and the Steelers won, the odds were nine to one <laughs> at one point that this game would end in a tie. Cockroaches. I mean, you could bet, but the thing was, they let you bet the other way. So I appreciate it. It was a two sided bet. But still, wow, was the public attuned to that possibility? Certainly. And at a certain point, and I know, Mackenzie, you got the TikTok on this. The Raiders got the ball, the game's tied. They each had kicked a field goal, right? And it was a, or, um, yep, they had both kicked a field okay. goal. Okay. So now it feels like, well, wait a minute. I you know I kind of thought Staley was a bold cut. Why didn't he go for two at the end of the game? Because a tie was a win for him. I know. Isn't that interesting though? So anyone that's acting like these teams weren't considering that, and I think the sports books were smart to move the line. Because to me, I would have loved it at 150 to one. Because my thinking was not that they're going to kneel, but they're going to do certain things and be less aggressive, less aggressive in certain spots. And to me, the Raiders were in that spot. So they had the ball. And what yard line was it? Uh, before the big run that got broken off before the kick? It was at the Chargers 39. All right. So they're on the Chargers. Th- that was before the long run? Yeah. Okay. And how long was the run? Uh, was 10 yards. 10 yards. Uh, maybe long wasn't the right word for that. Okay. Long so, enough. All right. So what happens was the clock's ticking. And at that point, watching the game, AJ, did it feel like the Raiders were in a big hurry to kick a field goal? No. First and 10, run. Second and 11, Run and that's the one second and eleven and you're out of field. You're out goal of field. They were at the forty-six yard line. You can't. You're not kicking a field goal from there. So and then now the clock's ticking. Raiders are up and then lo and behold, what Staley timeout. Okay, smart guy wants to get involved, right? <laughs> Thirty-eight seconds left at this point. He's raising his hand like in the back, saying, "I know, I know." <laughs> and then they set it on the podium. Quarterback Carr said, "Our play call changed." And the implication was the aggressiveness increased, and that they said, "Hey, now that we got a timeout, we're going to take a shot, long run or ten yard run." And lo and behold, the Chargers would have made the playoffs if the game ends in a tie. Is that maybe the most egregious of all here? Of of what Staley did, like one, if you start, if you're calling timeout to get your defense set right. That's an indictment of your coaching on top. I mean, maybe in the scheme of things, it was better to call the timeout than have the wrong defense. But why do you have the wrong defense to start? That late in the play clock, too. Yeah. So it does feel like he doesn't come out of that unscathed no matter what. And you know if you let the other team think about it, because we all as humans tend towards inaction when we're confused. There's all kind of theory in, in buying e-commerce that if you make it confusing, people won't buy because they, they, they're afraid to get the wrong deal or they're afraid to make a big mistake, right? If you're buying a, a pack of gum in, in, in line at the grocery store, the 7-Eleven, you don't think too much about it. You're, you're not afraid. It's a normal dollar, whatever. But when you're buying insurance or you're doing something major, people freeze up because they're afraid to be wrong. The Raiders were frozen. I'm not saying they were frozen, but they were not being bold, it would seem. No. Timeout, they get a chance to think it through, they get bold. Yeah, and here's the thing. The Chargers, obviously, a tie would have been fine for them. The Raiders would have been in, but if the Raiders tie, their first-round matchup is with the Chiefs. Yeah, but I do That hasn't gone well for them. I don't think they were necessarily... Because it had last year. They played... I mean, they had a great win against it. And they almost won the second game. So, I'm not sure how much it was a fear of the Chiefs than it was. They just want to win. 
I think yeah. that I think that's the case. You say this all the time. These pro athletes, they want to win football games. That's what they do. I mean, I would make I, I would make the case that the odds against them throwing the ball to get a field goal, I totally get where that could pick sixes happen all yep. the time. But once they got in the field goal and they give them a chance to think it out, have the play, 10 yard, whatever, is they were probably going to try a 57-yard field goal if they, if they would have had that chance. So in a weird way, the only thing that could have happened then was a block kick and a return for a touchdown. So the Raiders, it, it was going to take an extreme thing for them to lose that game. But if they would have just kneeled out there, they would have had a zero percent chance to lose the game. Even kicking the field goal at the end risked losing the game. Sure, there's like a more a 46, than zero chance. Forty-seven yard field goal. So if all they cared about was losing the game, it was avoiding losing the game. It was a horrendous mistake to kick the field goal. But obviously, something else mattered to him. Well, this is a divisional rival. You don't want to let your uh, division rival get into the playoffs. Although there were, were people saying if Al Davis were still alive, he would have taken the tie to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. Oh, no, that's it. Well, <laughs> I don't think he hated this. Well, he might have hated the Steelers more because they, they kept all those Madden teams out of the Super Bowl in the <laughs> 70s. But I think Madden was 1 in 6 in the in, in AFC Championship game. Al Davis used to call it the Immaculate Deception. Well, listen. <laughs> All I know is at the Pittsburgh airport, there's a there's a, a statue of Franco Harris catching that ball. So I'm going to assume that is correct. And the ball was clearly above the ground. The big dispute on that was did who did uh, uh, I think it was Frenchie Fuqua was the receiver. I'm not sure, but did he touch the ball or did the defender touch it? Because you couldn't have the receiver touch the ball without the defender. But by all accounts, it was simultaneous. Okay, that's what I'm sticking with. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, if we're going to get to some uh, coaches that are not only not safe, they're they're dead <laughs> they're as coaches. Yeah, and at least for their teams. Yeah, Rich Basaccia, not one of those, at least not yet. Although the Raiders' job technically still open, as he's still an interim, but in the playoffs with a ten and seven record. And my, by all accounts that I respect, he's not going to get that job. Now, again, you never know. Um, it'll be interesting because, in theory. If I got that job, and I'm not a football coach, I'd want to keep Bastachia, 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 Pazan as a um, you know, like assistant head coach, a guy that maybe doesn't have all of the creativity or, or gravitas to, you know, why not though? That's what's interesting. You look at a guy like Campbell from the Lions, and it's like they really played well this year uh, relative to expectations. Now, not necessarily win total-wise, but just so many games they were competitive in. And I think it was super encouraging if you look at Raiders. They played so well at the end, they made the playoffs. Mackenzie, what was the Raiders' longest shot 
um, when they were in their, their their worst position to make the playoffs. Before week 15, they were six and seven. They had a five percent chance for 538. So one in 20. They had the same chance the the Steelers, the Steelers had yesterday, <laughs> which wasn't the same as the Ravens. No, <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? That we all sit here. I don't really, but others like Fezzik and let's be honest, AJ do, and they'll say, "Well, they don't really care. It's only a five percent chance." Are you done with that? Finally. Yes. Thank you, because I think these football players are, are are meatheadish in some good ways, where they say, "Hey, can we make the playoffs?" Yes. Okay, we're going to play hard. And you know what? Seattle didn't have a chance to make the playoffs, did they? Still played hard. I think in general, you should find a reason that they aren't going to play hard. And maybe you might find it. even Miami. I thought I had a dream crusher, and apparently there was so much disorganization or uh, discombobulation within Miami's. Organization, they, the coach was unexpectedly going to be fired. They still beat Bill Belichick for the fourth straight time. And meanwhile, the Colts had all the motivation in the world and looked like they could care less. No doubt. So I do think that we ask ourselves, what is it? Is it the it factor that keeps the Raiders from staying in house? I don't know. But let's give a hat tip to a 10 win season with the Gruden, one of the biggest distractions in years, and rugs. Uh, with uh, vehicular, I'm not sure the technical was it homicide, whatever it ends up being, decades likely in jail for him, and still somehow forget. Listen, Gruden was a good OC, whatever you want to say. You take that brain power out, and not saying it was wrong. I mean, obviously it was wrong what he did. It was right for him to go, but it doesn't change on the field. There was a lack of Gruden's expertise, and then you take away your only deep threat, really. And the fact that this team, but hey, let's not lose sight. The Raiders got lucky. If there's any time in general, when you win, was it four overtime games? It's a situation where there's a lot of coin flips going your way, but give them credit. And it's it, to me, it's what makes football great is a team like the Raiders can make it. And you know what? It's an accomplishment to make the playoffs, even if you don't win the Super Bowl. And I think, um, we, any closing thoughts on the Raiders? No, I, I'm impressed. I, I, I would not have thought this was a team that could make the playoffs. And to do it in a year where they've had so much turmoil is pretty amazing. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So you got Fangio out, Zimmer out, Flores out of Miami. In my opinion, AJ, if... You put these guys in the mix and every other non-NFL head coach. So, Bill Belichick's not in the mix, but anyone that's not a head coach is. So, what is there, uh, 26 people that are head coaches now, I guess, for six openings. And say, who's the best defensive coordinators in, in, on the earth that aren't part of that head coaching group? I would make the case that Fangio, Zimmer, and Flores would be three of maybe five on earth that I would want as my DC. Thoughts? I don't disagree. I think Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, those are guys' names. See, I don't know well. about Leslie. Give me the Bills' stats on defense. It makes Leslie Frazier on that list. I think the Bills are better on defense than you think. McKenzie, well, can you grab DBOA? Well, I, mean, I, can, I can be sure that it's not that good. And I know last year they were like 22nd last on Last year they were bad. So if you have one. One decent year in a high variance thing like defense. Wink Martindale, maybe another guy. Who- no, 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 no. After what you saw, Wink Martindale should do game show hosting. I think he was very good at it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
how old is he? But I'll t- he seemed old at the t- oh wait, someone else. I would say Allen from the Saints is on the list, and and let's put Bowles in there. I think that's a nice top five. But it shows you if you ever wondered, is this an offensive league or a defensive league? When you have a great OC that becomes a head coach, they give him a lot of time, a lot of time. But when you have a great DC, it becomes a head coach, not a lot of time. Get back to defense, old man. Again, this is an offensive league. And a guy like Staley, he's a DC in theory, but he got an offensive mentality. DCs aren't usually going for it from their own 18. No. Down three with, uh, what is there, almost 30 minutes left in the game. No. Right? Yeah. Bill's number one defense per DVOA, by the way. Oh, great. So, who was number one last year? And, and how great? I mean, <laughs> come on. It's like, if you think the Bills have the best defense in football. I don't, but I do think well, it's. Well, then, then why act like they do? They I'm, have a good defense, maybe we'll call it good. Last year it was what? I was rebutting that you said they're, they're a bad defense. I think over. I think did uh, Leslie Frazier just come this year? Nope, he was there last year too. How was the defense last year? It was year? not good. 